riding shotgun this morning if it's around nine o'clock good people you know you got me love baths love talk on baths rolls ivy yes i am under it i am going through an episode i'm doing my best to fight because i got a lot of things to do this weekend a lot and i cannot afford to miss any of it so i'm struggling through i got my i got me a double tea bag of ginger and green tea i'm fighting baby i'm fighting because i i know it's been a long time since i had an episode and uh and i feel it like i i like this one i feel like but i've got new meds so but i can only take them at night i mean they're they're for the night so that helps but oh but listen i will say this this is not the this is not the episode of my of, of a few years ago where I would I would be locked down already for days and days and days. So the fact that I could still I could get up and move with just you know some dis- with a lot of discomfort is uh pretty damn good. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. So let me start by saying. I am here for that daggone World Cup. <laughs> I watched, first I watched the uh, Wales-England game because I was on the wrong channel. And then um, and then I watched the, um, watched the U.S. and, uh, uh, and, their, and their fight against Iran. And boy, the only thing though, I'm going to miss the, the match with the Netherlands on Saturday because we start back up the uh, LSAT prep classes. So I I will be in class, so I will miss it. But I will check in, damn it. (laughs) I'm going to check in. I'm going to check in. And uh, uh, so uh, can't relax. I'm in these streets. Well, relaxing in the streets, relaxing as I work. <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, I can't take this time off. I got to be on the job, and it's Wednesday too. But anyway, I am here for that World Cup. I don't think we have a word on the street today because I think Paul. I think Tom Breen got Paul on assignment. I guess Tom Brady is like, well, if you're going to sit in the chair, you might as well do some work. <laughs> oh, ding, 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 ding. Paul is out there in these streets, which is good. And uh, Tom Breen is at the helm. And uh, and that's how you do it, good people. And uh, it's a wonderful thing to see and experience and to be a part of. 
I'm glad to be living in these times, I must say. I must say, even though they are the jankiest times ever, I still like being in these times. So I don't know what the alternative is. <laughs> I don't know if I had a previous life or afterlife or 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 whatever. I just know in this moment, I'm in this moment. I'm in this moment. So so I've got I've got a green tea. I got an organic green tea and I got an organic organic ginger tea. Friendship is shelter is a sheltering tree. I'll go with that. So see, I got two bags. I gotta I gotta fight with whatever the twos I have, and uh, and I and I and I don't have a, a big arsenal because I can't take uh, over the counter stuff. I can't mix over the counter with the prescription stuff, or I will I will go to my glory in a heartbeat. And nobody wants that. So all right. So now that I'm I am squarely, I am squarely into this uh World Cup. And listen, it's every four years. So I guess I'll pick a team and follow along. I tell you what. I, the first match I watched was the Ghana team, I guess Ghana and Ecuador or somebody. And then I watched the Senegal game. Uh, and now I'm going to watch, uh, I'm going to stay tuned to the, the American game with the Netherlands on Saturday. Mm. I'm going to watch it though. I mean, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it. So I, I don't know how I missed all this soccer. My kids play soccer when they were little. But, you know, it was just something you make your kids do, right? Like, you want them to be active. You want them to have sports. And you do all the things. So uh, that's where we are. Um, what else is going on? There's so much going on. It was lovely to talk to the, uh, the lab Concord people yesterday because the bazaar is Thursday. No, Saturday. Um, the bizarre Saturday. So um, you don't want to miss that. And uh, and if you got Christmas shopping to do, i.e., if you need to get me a gift, that'd be a good place to start. <laughs> and, and you can get it wrapped. <laughs> so, you know, I just feel like, hey, do all the things. And uh, pick up my gift while you're at it. <sighs> I'm just wore out, wore out. But I'm going to keep it moving because tis the season. And uh, tis the season. Fa la 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 la. Um, i tell you what I did do. I, I don't know if I have. I was at... Uh, Possible Futures the other day. And I bought a gazillion books of poetry, which I can't seem to put my hands on it way across the room. But I, I got a signed copy of Lucille Clifton's book. And I bought another book of her collected poems from like, I don't know, 1960 to 1970 or something, uh, or to 1980 or something like that. But I got... They had one, and Isaiah was like, you know, they got a signed copy in here. 
I said, are you sure? She's like, yes, there's one left. I was like, I must have it. And I did. Now, technically, I probably should gift it, but I'm not. So there's that. Problem solved. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> I'm a problem solver. I solved it. I'm not gifting it. I'm keeping it. And today is supposed to be uh, awful, but I, I have to go. I have to go see the eye doctor today. I go see an eye specialist because I have glaucoma. And, uh, and you know, we always have to just make sure, you know, things are fine. I mean, I, I handle it. I do what they tell me to do, although I'm not very good at taking my medicine. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So glaucoma is a group of eye diseases that result in the damage to the optic nerve and, and cause vision loss. But I have not lost any vision and my eyes seem to be fine. And I just have to keep checking. So I'm always checking. There are every, every so many months I go and uh, my peripheral vision is fine. I haven't lost any, any of that. Um, all my, you know, it's just fine. And, and I'm, they're treating it. So I'm not going to go blind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, so it's good. Uh, so they, they treat it, um, because once you lose your vision, you can't get it back. So we're not trying to lose vision. We're going to do all the stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I don't have any eye pain. I don't have a mid-dilated pupil. I don't have redness of the eye. Well, I have a little bit of redness of the eye, but I think that's because I drink a lot and, uh, you know, late nights. Uh, but I think for me, um, my eye pressure is normal. Um, I have a history of family high blood pressure. So that's that's really what's at the crux of this. So for right now, I just do drops. And uh, if anything else, I could, you know, medication, laser, there's all kinds of things that you could do. But the key is, you know, to, to go to the doctor on a regular basis. So when the first sign of anything, it can be deal, dealt with, it can be handled. And uh, so that's where we are, handling stuff. I'm a handler. I get things handled. So um, let me see. Let me talk about some local news because I saw something. I see they, they've arrested the officers in the Ronnie Cox case, uh, the, you know, the officers that were, that they um, paralyzed in the, what do they call that? In the wagon, in the mobile jail or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm always struck by how uh, people are willing to be inhumane to people because they think they deserve that. And these, these four or five police officers knew better than to carry on the way that they did. And all that video. Now, it does not, I, I don't, 
Yes, that, that the guy had a gun and he was at a block party or whatever and they picked him up and he was maybe a little bit intoxicated. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that when you take them in, when you when the police take you into their care, that they should care. And they shouldn't just treat you like crap. And this notion of, I'm going to put you in the back of this van and I'm going to make sure you feel it because you've been, you talking disrespectful and I'm going to show you. That's, that's the problem I have. It's just the lack of humanity. That's it. I, you know, they can say whatever. They can say, oh, you know, I, I, he was talking about us. He was cussing. He was foaming at them. Whatever, whatever, whatever it is. And, and since when are police officers, you know, can't take some bad words at them? I, what? So anyway, I just feel some kind of way that the people that are supposed to protect and serve are neither protecting nor serving. So I just, you know, bad cops, inhumane cops come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. We're just not used to it being us, but okay. We'll have to accept the fact that People put on those uniforms and they forget who they are and where they come from. And they rather align themselves with the work of white supremacy than the work of justice. And uh, and that's, that's for anybody who puts on a, a uniform and forgets that they are a human and that the people that they are protecting and serving are human. And so when you when you pick up the robe of white supremacy, you you leave your humanity at home or on the street or wherever the hell you dropped it in putting on that robe of white supremacy. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say about it. Because <laughs> you know what? Those police officers got family and friends too. And, uh, and they're being dragged all the way to... They're going to be dragged and they got to lawyer up and they got to do all the things. So <sighs> it's just uh, heartbreaking. And it always seems like we, the collective we of black and brown people are on the receiving end of everybody's inhumanity. So, uh, so that's problematic. That is problematic. Yesterday was Giving Tuesday. I hope people gave. I didn't, I, it just came up to me so fast. I couldn't get it together. Plus, I'm in the process of uh, changing financial institutions. So, so yesterday I had to go get my new card from my old financial institution that's frozen because I got hacked. So I got to deal with that. And now, not, not only do I have to deal with that, I got a new financial institution. Those cards haven't come. So I'm betwixt between. So if I actually need money, I have to physically go to one of these two institutions. <laughs> and one is easier to get to than the other because the other one got real good parking. Oh, it's just, it's just somebody, somebody, um, somebody hit me up with some DoorDash. 
hit me for some DoorDash. I was like, damn it. This is the second time this happened in the last three years since I've been here. Only for like $9, but it's enough to get on my nerves. So, so you know, when that happens, you got to go and sign the fraud documents. You got to go and uh, they, they have to freeze your account. You got to get a new card. Oh, it's paid. On top of some other mess I'm going on with the with my other financial institution. Oh, oh, what a day, what a day. What a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. So anyway, um, hey, there's my Sora Valerie Tanner. She's uh she's uh try this pie, bean pie business. Yay! There was an economic summit yesterday. And uh, uh, in New Haven, that's pretty cool. I don't know how I missed it, but uh, yeah. So it's nice to see her right there. I'm I'm looking at the New Haven Independent page because news, <laughs> news, news, news. So, uh, interesting. These people are so crazy. Who has a who has a big, large Trump banner in Washington, Connecticut, and people are mad because it's a big sign? <laughs> Somebody should get a bigger sign. Just get a bigger sign and say Trump is an idiot, <laughs> and you're an idiot for having a sign. And we're idiots for having a bigger sign. That's all, you know. Minimum wage went up, I believe. Oh, no, not, no, didn't. The Board of Ed. The Board of Ed has decided to pay its para, para professionals from $14.50 to $25. Brings them up to, uh, to some decent levels, I guess. I hope that helps. It is expensive everywhere. It is so expensive everywhere. These are, these are difficult financial times. You know, difficult financial times. So huh, anyway, that's the way of the world. We're gonna keep we gotta keep the train moving down the track. Let me see what else I can get into. Uh, my my friend Anna Ramirez just got back from Morocco. She's already a beautiful woman, but the pictures she took while she was in Morocco are just stunning. I mean, she looks so at home in Morocco. Like she could just go live there. She looked like she was at home. And so she's been posting up the pictures from the trip. And I have been enjoying every last one of them, I must say. I have been enjoying her Moroccan uh, photos. And she'll hear me because she she listens in periodically. But uh, Anna, uh, uh, Anna Ramirez, your pictures are gorgeous. So I'm looking at this picture this morning. She's got on this orange. It's probably a, it's something, it's like a, uh, over something, but the earrings are pink and orange and red and they're just gorgeous. And she's got on this great lipstick. I mean, she just looks gorgeous. So I was like, girl, uh, Morocco suits you. <laughs> Tell your husband, that's where we move it. It's like, listen, Bab said, Morocco suits me, so therefore we must move to Morocco. 
I'm telling you. Uh, Roberta Hoxley is over there on the workforce on 94.3. So if you want to get some uh, real estate news or some, uh, uh, she's uh, doing her thing and high five to her. So or maybe she's not a, yeah, she's on the workforce. The workforce comes on weekdays from 10 to 7, 94.3. So. And Daryl Huckabee is, is, is holding it down over there. Um, does, and does a lot of, lot of uh, being on air for them. And, uh, and I try to catch him as much as I can. Not while I'm here, though, because when I'm here, I'm on 103.5 WNHH. You know, we're live streaming all over the place. So uh, that's where we are. Anyway, I am... Uh, I am I am enamored of a couple of things. Oh, oh, uh, the Nick D. Maria Quartet is playing. Uh, that was the other. Oh, in December, at the Fiction in Brooklyn, New York City, open session nine thirty. So that'd be kind of kind of cool. I could deal with that. That's a uh, that's a pretty good. Uh, people are still playing Wordle. I kind of gave it up. It's fun, but I just, yeah. It's, it, I was like all in for a little bit. And then, and then I was like, yeah, I got too many other things. <laughs> I like it though. I was good at it too. I, I didn't, I didn't lose one, one wordle yet. I got a good streak. I see in the news, um, the New York PD seizes $10 million in knockoffs on Chinatown street. I'm with you, care, care, uh, Kevin Walton. Uh, he's ruined it for a lot of people. And you might be sen- being censored. I like to censor Black people. Uh, that's a little Facebook inside kind of thing. When we say certain words, they tend to lock us up in Facebook jail. So police sees $10 million in knockoff merchandise being peddled in Chinatown on Monday. I, I honestly think some of these knockoffs might be made by the people who make the originals. I'm just saying. And if they're not doing it, why wouldn't they be doing it? Some of them knockoffs are really damn good. The only thing is, you know, they're not going to last eternally. And, uh, and, uh, um, you can't get them fixed if you need to get them fixed. You know what I mean? So, because they'll be like, we don't recognize this bag as our bag. So, so you'd have to take it to a, you know, a, a experienced cobbler who knows how to do that kind of stuff. Otherwise, you just let the bag go and chalk it up to like, well, it had a good run. I used to like to buy the uh, fake Rolex watches because they just look so pretty on my hand, on my arm, my wrist. You know, you spent 20 bucks for them. That's like, okay. You know. And uh, and that'd be it. Like, okay. Uh, that's okay. Anyway, 
knockoffs are they gonna find their way back. Let me tell you, they probably already got another shipment on the streets. They got these people working around the clock in these sweatshops. Forgive me. Forgive me. My nose is so stuffy. <laughs> I think everything on live radio is live and loud. I'm sorry. And forgive the sound of the voice too, because it's what it is. There's nothing I can do. Oh, let me let me shout out um uh uh Sigma Gamma Rho, who just uh inducted their new honorary members. High five. They have Fantasia. So um they have Fantasia. Uh uh, uh Alexis Jones, who was a, a Grammy nominated singer. You know, Fantasia is a Grammy award-winning R&B singer. Uh, Emmy-nominated event producer, Yvonne McNair, and the global head of communications for Osmo, Sean Smith. So, so the uh, I saw the pictures up. They've been putting them up on social media. So congratulations to the sisters of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority for your newest honorary members. Congratulations. And it's always such a big deal when we do this, because what it says is we 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 value your contribution to the community and to the world, and we want to count you amongst our ranks. And so it's a lovely, it's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely sentiment. And and these women that become honorary members take it very seriously, and they consider themselves sorority sisters. And they participate and they wear the colors and they speak the language. So congratulations. You know, we just had a, a bunch too. Uh, uh, oh gosh. And uh, uh, I think Lovey Ajay and uh, who who I knew before, I knew she even wanted to be a Delta. I don't even think we ever talked about being Deltas. So Oh. So yeah, um, all the sororities do it. Or well, I think the I don't. I think the fraternities do it too. All the divine nine, they have honorary members, and it's just simply to say we value your contributions to the world, and 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 we would be so honored to have you in our ranks and amongst us, and that's how it goes, you know, and uh, it's a wonderful thing, and it you know it raises the profile of the organization and. And it's a, a wonderful thing when black for black for black women to support black women. You know the Soul Train Wars were on the other night. I did not watch them, or whenever they were on, I didn't watch them. I didn't watch. Um, I think what else was on the BET Awards too. And I was like, you know what? Because I'm, I don't know any of these new artists. So it's I, I, I'm hard pressed to watch these award shows because I don't know them. But you know, uh, they did a whole tribute to Patti LaBelle, and you know they allow, I, I tell you, I love this trend of showcasing old school artists at these things uh, because old school artists know how to show up, perform, and get it in. That's Shantae Moore on, and uh, and she looked good, although her dress was a little too short because you can see her panties. <laughs> You know, every time she took a step, 
because it was cut on a bias. I was like, oh, girl. But maybe that's maybe that was the way that it was supposed to go. Maybe it was supposed to be like that, you know. So, but anyway, she sounded amazing, and she just she got she just recently got married. Um, she just recently got married again. So good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, good for her. So yeah, so I, you know, if it's on BT, I could, I can catch it. <laughs> I can, I could catch it, you know, because they'll run it in the ground forever in a day and days, and days. So we'll see, and uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll take a look, you know. Uh, let's see what else is going on in the world. I could. You know, I've got to watch. Um, people have been raving about uh, Wednesday on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. It's a smash hit. And I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because I talked about it coming because, you know, I like the Adams Family vibe. You know, with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia and. Uh, and. Uh, um, Louis, Luis Guzman as Gomez, Isaac Ordonez uh, as Pugsley, and Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester. So, so it's on Netflix. So maybe that's something I do, I catch. Although, it's about to get on and popping with this LSAT study. I meant to study last night. That was my plan, but I just felt so poor that all I could do is get into bed. I really did get into bed. I had a little bit of Thanksgiving leftover, which is, I think I'm done. And uh, I just got into bed. I drank some some good CBD tea and uh, sleepy time tea. And it took me a while to go to sleep, but once I went to sleep, I slept soundly. So I was happy about that. Um, but I've got a lot to do. and I. I didn't plan on feeling bad. <laughs> Who does? Who does? I didn't plan on feeling bad, but I do don't feel optimal. And uh I would like to feel better. And uh I think by tomorrow I should probably feel way better because I'm, you know, I don't feel as bad as I used to feel. And uh I had a really good salad yesterday i went i was downtown at my financial institution at the beginning of whitney avenue and i went to the salad shop and i have never been in there but i've seen it seen it seen it i might go in there today because it just it just made me such a great salad it was such such a good salad i was like man this is a good salad <laughs> it's such such a good salad I was like, I don't want anything else but this. And uh, I wasn't even, um, I wasn't even uh, hungry. It was such a big, fulfilling uh, salad. I was like, yikes, this was good. So I might go in there today. I might be like, listen, I'm back. And uh 
I want to um I want to make another salad. So maybe that's what I'll do. We'll see. I have a couple of errands I need to to run. And uh maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's what I'll do. I've got to run and, and do some errands after I get off air, and then I'll go do that. So uh, uh, maybe. I see the Hartford mayor is not running. I think it's Luke, Luke Bronin. He's not running for uh, a fourth term. Interesting. I wonder what the backstory is that. I would imagine I thought you would like to be mayor for you know a little bit longer. But he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to get out this job. And I was like, okay. He didn't say it like that. I'm just, I'm just uh, paraphrasing. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> interesting. Interesting, interesting. Interesting. Everything is interesting. So I don't know who's gonna throw their hat in for the Hartford. I wonder, I'm sure they got a I'm sure they got a cast of characters who would have been chopping at the bit to run. So, you know, I don't really pay too much to Hartford. Um, but you know, I like politics and so and I'm I'm always intrigued by the decisions that people make. So uh yeah, we'll see how this goes. We'll see who shows up and uh, puts their hat in the ring and what that looks like, you know, we'll see, we'll see. On on, on another front, um, I see uh, they had a early voting in Georgia and they've already broke records and surpassed numbers, which is uh, amazing. Cause you know, those kinds of things, uh, favor um, Democrats when it's happening, you know, when it, when they, when they do it. Um, so uh, I'm excited because I think uh, Warnock is, I don't, I don't even, I, I don't even know why I should even say it. <laughs> I don't know why I even need to say Warnock uh, is is a better candidate. I... <laughs> I don't know why I would even say it. It makes no sense. But we are in this season of senselessness. So we'll see what happens, people. We'll, we'll see what happens. Everybody's uh, everybody's waiting with bated breath. I I was over at uh, Professor um, Foreman's house signing letters, writing to people in Georgia. So somebody got got letters got letters for me, encouraging them. I surely did put my name and my last name. And uh, encouraging people to vote. So 
I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that it uh I'm hoping so everybody's gonna be waiting on this, you know. I mean, I, the Senate is is democratic, but it's always nice to have more in the ranks. So, and God knows we can't have that fool going, going to, uh, we can't have that fool going to, to the Congress. Just, we just, we just cannot, because it won't be him. It'll be, it'll be everybody who is propping this idiot up. And it's so shameful. Like, it's just when you see it and you watch it and pay attention to it, it's just shameful on so many levels. And I, I just can't, I can't, I can't stand it because they're doing it because that's the kind of black person they want. He doesn't make any sense. He's gibberish. He's, he doesn't have a good command of language. Oh, God. You know, he represents what they think we are. And, you know, listen, that does not take away from his accomplishments, such, such that they are. What it does do is give me pause. Uh, it just gives me a great deal of pause. A great deal. I mean, a great deal. So I don't know, people. I, I I feel like Warnock, Reverend Warnock is gonna win. There's nothing we could do about other things. So we have to let other things fall by the wayside. Um, and just focus on this. And then well, you know, that the Republican Party is doing the internal fighting about who should be the speaker of the house. <laughs> You know, the cast of characters, oh my God. I mean, I don't I don't know what they do in that party. I don't know if anybody's listening. You know. It's like, you know, they're like the they're, the Republican Party is like the the abusive family down the block. Well, you know, every time you turn around they fight it and you, you want to look away and you're so used to them fighting that you don't even hear them fighting. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like that. It's, it's, that's how that's how that's how I feel about these these Republicans. Like I know they're fighting, we hear them fighting, and we've seen them fighting for the longest time, and we're just like, oh, they're fighting, so what? And we just keep moving, you know, until somebody falls, you know, dead on the ground. But I just find them so problematic, so problematic. So many levels, Lord, help us all. Help us all, help us all, help us all. Let's see how it goes, though. We shall see how it goes. Um, I see people are putting their decorations up. It's nice to drive through the neighborhood and see all the decorations. I mean, truly, it is really nice to see. Um, the decorations and uh, the lights on people's houses. Very nice. I drive down at night. I was like, oh, look at that house. Look at that house. Like a little kid. 
and it's you know the same houses every year that that decorate. I can tell you the houses when I drive down the street. Who, what house is going to do what? Because they do it every year, and they decorate for not just for Christmas but all kinds of things. <laughs> like you know, they just took down the Halloween decorations. Then they had the turkey decorations. Now they're putting up the Christmas decorations, and the Christmas decorations stay up to like what January. Um, to Three Kings, so. Yes, I'm blowing my nose because I just got to blow my nose because I'm beclimped. <laughs> uh, when I come back in the second hour, I'll show you all the books that I bought, uh, the poetry books, and maybe I'll uh, throw some out there for the peoples because I love poetry, and it's always a good time for poetry. And I think there's a conversation about how do we get a um, how do we get a um, poet laureate for the city of New Haven? You know, so uh, that's it. I need a good bike. He's got a nice bike. I need a good bike. Yes. Well, anyway. Uh, it is the season and the weather is kind of warm. It hasn't started raining here yet, but from what I understand, it's supposed to get terrible weather. So it's going to start raining, I think, by noon. And, and then the winds are going to pick up. So people, if you've got ornaments and stuff, put them, you know, batten them down so they don't go all down the street. Batten down the hatches. And uh, I got to go make sure things are laying down on the porch so they don't blow off the porch because I've had that happen. Things have blown off the porch. And uh, so I got to do that. And uh, just pe be prepared for the weather. Listen, it's not snowing. You see what it's doing in Minneapolis? They got like eight inches yesterday on top of the already snow. It's like, oh my God. You know, upstate New York, Buffalo, 77 inches over that week. I was like, what do you do with that? Can you even get out? No. I don't want that for Connecticut. <laughs> I'll take a dusting. You know, just enough to make it pretty. Just enough to like, you know, oh, look at this. It's lovely. Just enough to take a few pictures. And then that's it. I don't want it to be problematic. I don't want it to be, you know in our way. I don't want it to do any of those things. I want it to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's what I want. Uh, I want the, I want this fall to be, and this winter to be like that. So uh, I hope all the organizations yesterday raised some money for their orgs. I, I hope they did. I hope they did. Because it was, you know, you, it's, it's nice to see all the people who were supporting all the things. Uh, so I don't know if people post um, if they post what organization, how, I don't know how they post that. I know for the Great Give, you know, they keep a running a running uh, uh, thing. Totals. So and uh, so I don't know if they do that. And I still haven't, I still have not uh, 
gotten to see Wakanda forever. My goal was to go yesterday. And because I felt so poorly, I just could not bring myself to go to the the movies because I just, I would have went to sleep. I would have, I just didn't feel well enough to go. I don't know when I'm going to, I guess maybe next Tuesday, if it still stays in the theater. Hopefully it will because it's making money. And I'll go. I'll I'll be so mad if I don't see this in the theater. I really will. Uh, I would really be undone by that. So my goal is to uh, get to see it. So we'll see. I'll do the best that I can. so many things don't forget the uh, arts awards is friday so if you haven't gotten your ticket which i think it might be too late but they they might let you squeeze a ticket or two in but that's friday it's going to be a wonderful uh wonderful event and not to be missed so go and i'm going to uh i'm going to uh i'm going to the uh Tap That Ash Cigar Event, the Holiday Smokeout on Saturday. So I'm going up with my good friend, um, Robert. And uh, he's going to be selling his cigars, Robert Fulton. So the Ghost Collection. So I'm going to go see, going to go hang out with him, smoke some cigars, and uh, be at the event. Nosh with the people. Uh, it'd be a lovely uh it'd be a lovely time. So that's Saturday after I get out of class. I'm gonna try to sneak over to uh Concord if I have a minute for at least an hour. Uh find out what, what time Robert picks me up. But I must I'm gonna try to run over to Concord and run through there real quick. I, I, that's my goal after I get out of class on Saturday. That's the plan. And don't forget, I'm I'm having a conversation with um, Nicholas uh, Deverdahl on Sunday at three o'clock. It's a salon. So come and he's going to read from his book and we'll talk and chat a little bit and, uh, you know, see what's going on. Uh, that'll be good. Tomorrow, I've got um, Ann Coates and Nico Whedon on to talk about uh, their collab which is, I think, a three-year commitment. So I, I I, know that collab is about bringing some Blackness in that space. I know it. <laughs> I know it. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. And, uh, and they're going to talk about it. And I want to support it and hear all about it. You know, and Nico Weedon has a book out, which, which um, I'm going to try to get her on to talk about and have a salon around it. So I'm gonna try to do a couple of things. <laughs> Cause I wanna support my friends and the people that do all the stuff. You know, I wanna I wanna support that. And uh and then I think we'll have some we'll have some news about the collaboration that we're doing with Andrew and Lauren, myself, Nazima, Nize, um, around Fred Hampton. And uh, and we should have something. 
posted on December 4th, which is, uh, it's not his birthday. I don't think, think it's the, uh, let me see, let me make sure. I, I want to say uh, it might be when he was killed. Oh, maybe not. It might be his birthday. Might be his birthday. No, he was assassinated on December 4th, 1969. So uh, so we'll have something up. And then the poetry, and, and then what we we're planning to do will launch uh, on his birthday. That's all I can say about it right now. I'm gonna have to leave it to uh leave it until we're ready to make a big, full, splashy announcement. But I just wanted to put it out there so people could be like, huh? 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 What you say? What you say? <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna put it out there, see what people say. And uh oh, gosh, this is hard when you don't feel well. It is hard when you don't feel well. It really is. But you know, life goes on, the world goes on. And uh, you know what? I'll I'll come home today. And uh, I'll get in the bed early again. I, you know, I, I put fresh sheets on the bed. So I'll come home today and I'll do the same thing. Now, once I get out of the eye doctor, I'll just come straight home and that's it. Lay down, take it easy. And uh, get some rest. That's what I'll do. And uh, hopefully by Friday, I will be optimum. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I figure if I drink enough tea, take the meds I'm supposed to take, and 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 and, and uh, uh, I think it'll be fine. You know, I think it'll be fine. I'm not in so much pain. It's painful, but not 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 the pain of old. Whereas, like debilitating, this isn't terribly debilitating, you know. But I have things to do, and uh, I've got to get out there and do them. So, uh, so you know what we do? We gotta take a break. Um, Nora's sitting in for Harry. He's got some family stuff to attend to today, and uh, she's gonna. Um, do the call letters in a few minutes and then you know we do we're gonna play some good music and i'll be back at 10 15 to uh i'm gonna show you my new poetry books <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do because <laughs> they're too far away for me to reach so when i come back i'll bring the poetry books and we'll we'll have a conversation about poetry and uh and everything else that we want to talk about. So, yeah. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. You know, I've got so many, I'm surrounded by so many things. Heesh. I think I need a new piggy bank. You know, you have so many pennies around. I need a container for them. I need a container. So, uh, piggy bank. I have a, a little wine bank over there. 
But I need, I want something where I could just have to think about it for a good while. So, yeah, that's why I'm like looking around like, what, 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 <laughs> what? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go um, make me some more tea. And then uh, I'm going to come back and uh, I'm going to talk about poetry. And uh, I think that'll, I think that's enough. Just the season. And uh, I'm, I, I tell you what, oh, and Queen Sugar ended last night, didn't they? <sighs> Too bad. I stopped watching that show for a while, a long time ago. Because I just like, oh, this family is on my nerves. <laughs> but, you know. I love the show. I absolutely love the show. Absolutely love the show. And so they said goodbye. And it was a good run. It was a good, good run. So anyway, uh, I will be back. <coughs> Nora, make the call letters. You know, if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school, my five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Maritza Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school? My five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know.
I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and test it as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school? My five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and test it as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school? My five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and test it as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school? My five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. 
There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Maritza Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. You know, if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school, my five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Fine. I want to dance all night, Monday morning, I'm sick of this job already. With this book in a little while Me and my girls, we turned it up last week Boys love this club, cause ladies get in free We love to party Dance all night, work all day Right days here, the week is up the way Hit the floor, just past ten Twenty-four Sleep through the night. Take care of all that works out the way. So, ladies, 
wedding day But you just had to go to see him That decision left me in dismay This song should be about When I got your call Saying you weren't ready for marriage That you couldn't commit at all This song should be about Instead of somebody when he hurt you, I was there to dry your tears. This song about how I'm not around. See, I came to my senses, putting my feet back on the ground. Of Love Babs Love Talk. I am back in the driver's seat and I told you I wanted to share with you all the books I bought on poetry from Possible Futures over there on uh, Edgewood and Hotchkiss. So I was in the poetry by mood because it was it was a small business Saturday. And I got a you know, I'm such a fan of Lucille Clifton. So I got the collected poems of Lucille Clifton, 1965 to 2010. Oh, I, I could not not have this. I don't have this. I have to have it. So I have this, and I, I'll pick some pieces from it in a minute. Um, and then the other gem of hers um, was... Uh, how to Carry Water, 
selected pulse. And this one is signed. Joy! Lucille Clifton. So I am just overjoyed by that. So because it's Native American month, Native American Heritage Month, uh, I picked up uh, Joy Harjo, Poet Warrior. I'm such a fan. And I picked up When the Light of the World Was Subdued, Our Songs Came Through. Uh, it's a Norton anthology of Native Nations poetry. I needed, I needed this to add to my collection of poetry. I mean, how could you not? It's, you know, Native American, Indigenous American Heritage Month. Like, how can you not have all the... And, uh, and Natalie Diaz, uh, post-colonial love poem. I mean, the title alone won me. And uh, winner of the Pulitzer Prize. So I had to have it. Had to have it. So, um, so I had to have it. And uh, I haven't poured through any of these. This is the first time I picked these books up since I got them on Saturday. And uh, I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to start with uh, maybe some Joy Harjo because why not? And uh, this is her memoir. So it's, it's not, I think this would be a good, re easy read. Not easy in the sense that it's childish, but it's just not, it's just not a, it's not this. So, but I love her anthology because she has curated, collected uh, all these wonderful poems from uh, indigenous people. And uh, she she's the editor of this thing. And uh, I am, uh, I am in awe of it. And, you know, they've got all kinds of things in there. So they've got pieces by her, um, plays. There's a bunch of people in here. So um, I'm going to. So A Blessing by N. Scott Day. So this anthology is a most welcome addition to American literature. The Native Americans have always been deeply invested in language. The songs, spells, and prayers of the Native oral tradition are among the world's richest examples of verbal art. The present collection is a comprehensive celebration of that tra tradition and that art. So. Uh. I wish I was, uh... so here's his poem. Prayer for words, my voice restore for me, Dean. Well, 
Here's the wind bending the reeds westward, the patchwork of morning on gray moraine. Had I words, I could tell of origin, of God's hands bloody with births at first light, of my thin squeals in the heart, in the heat of his breath, of the taste of being, the bitterness, and sense of kama root and chalk cherries. And God, if my mute heart expresses me, I am rolling the thunder and the burst of torrents upon rock, the whispering of old leaves, the silence of deep canyons. I am rattle or rattle of morality mortality i could tell i could tell of the splintered sun i could articulate the night sky had i words so that's in scott uh moment day that's lovely and i i just i love an anthology because i've come across uh artists and poets that i i don't know i don't know and that's why you pick this up, so that you can immerse yourself in uh, poets that you don't know from, from a culture that you don't know. So in the introduction, Joy Harjo goes, we begin with the land. We emerge from the earth of our mother and our bodies will return to earth. We are the land. We cannot own it, no matter any proclamation by paper state. We are literally the land, a planet. Our spirits inhabit this place. We are not the only ones. We are creators of this place with each other. We mark our existence with our creations. It is poetry that holds the songs of becoming, of change, of dreaming. And it is poetry we turn to when we travel those places of transformation, like birth, coming of age, marriage, accomplishments, and death. We sing our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, our human experience and time into and through existence. The anthology then is a way to pass on the poetry that has emerged from rich traditions of the very diverse cultures of indigenous peoples from these indigenous lands to share it. Most readers will have no idea that there is or was a single native poet, let alone the number included in this anthology. Our existence as sentient human beings in the establishment of this country was denied. Our presence is still an afterthought and fraught with tension because our continued presence means that the mythic storyline of the founding of this country is inaccurate. The United States is a very young country and has been in existence for only a few hundred years. Indigenous peoples have been here for thousands upon thousands of years, and we are still here. When the first colonizers from the European continent stepped into our tribal territories, we were assumed illiterate because we did not com communicate primarily with written language, nor did we store our memory in books and on papers. The equating of written language to literacy came with an oppositional worldview, a belief set in a place as a tool for genocide. Yet our indigenous nations prized and continue to value the word. The ability to speak in metaphor, to bring people together, to set them free in imagination, to train, to teach, was and is considered valuable 
more useful than gold, oil, or anything else the newcomers crave. Many of our known texts, though preserved in orality, stand next to the top world literary texts. Oral or written, the Diné Blessing Way chant, or the Hosa Honi is a poetic song next that is remembered word for word and is essential to a ceremony for setting a community in the direction of beauty or healing. So this is why I like an anthology. She is absolutely right, because I would not know these poets, these native poets, these indigenous poets. I just wouldn't know them. And so when you pick up an anthology like this of native nations poetry, you you learn and you see. It's not just one. Joy Harjo is not the only native poet in the world. That there are hundreds. So anyway, I'm so blessed to be able uh, to, to pick up this poetry and 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 hold it in my hands and read it. And she's absolutely right. You know, um, before there was paper, people had, uh, uh, they they told their stories to each other in the African way of the griot. The, The Bible was the same damn way. You know, no one, no, most people were, uh, were, they weren't writing things down. They were telling you these stories. This is how the Bible was told to people. You, you got the story. You didn't have a book. <laughs> you had oration. And then white people come along and, you know, measure people's stories by pen and paper. And that's not accurate. So anyway, uh, Gerald Visner was born in 1934, and I I, I take it he's still alive because he's an Anishinaabe, White Earth Nation, has published more than 30 books in genres that include poetry, fiction, literary scholarship, and cultural studies, known for unique depiction of trickster, his haiku, and his re-expressions of the Anishinaabe dream songs and stories. Visner is also responsible for inciting new critical approaches to native literary studies and creating terms to better characterize the um, post-Indian survivance of contemporary mixed bloods. A white earth tribal member, uh, Visner's accolades include a lifetime achievement award from the Native Writers Circle of the Americas and a Distinguished Achievement Award from the Western Literature Association. So these are his poems that I'm about to read. Seven Woodland Crows. Seven Woodland Crows stayed all winter this year among the white earth trees, down around us on the edge of roads, passing in the eyes of strangers, Tribal land wire marked fox runs under rusting plows, stumps for eagles, white winter savages 
with brackish blue eyes snaring their limbs on barbed wire. Brackish winter blood. Seven woodland crows stayed all winter this year, marking the dead landmen who ran the woodland out of breath. That's pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Fat green flies. Fat green flies square dance across the grapefruit. Honor your partner. Lovely haku. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would not have known his work had I not picked this book up. I just would not have known it. I just wouldn't have. And uh, uh, and it's chock full of Native artists. Roberta Hill. Roberta Hill, white man, 1947. Oneida is a poet, fiction writer, essayist, and scholar. Her poetry collections include Star Quilt in 1984 and 2001, Her Fierce Resistance, 1993, Philadelphia Flowers, 1996, and The Cicadas, New and Selected Poetry, 2013. She edited an issue of About Place in 2014. Reading the Streets, Fiction, um, appeared in Narrative Witness, Indigenous People, Australia, United States, 2016. She is a professor of English and American Indian Studies at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and is an affiliated faculty member of the Nelson Institute for Environmental Studies. And she has beautiful poems. And I would have never known her had I not picked up this book. So I'm trying to find ones that are a little bit, it's not so much long. And some of these are uh, long. I love the, the poems like Kimberly uh, M. Blasser, uh, 1955, still alive, uh, the Anishi Nade, Nabe. Uh, she has a poem in both uh, English and in her uh, native uh, indigenous language. And it's so beautiful to sort of see that because we know this, this language would be lost. We know. Uh, so I'm just going to swing through it. What time is it? Oh, 10.30. So I, I would invite you, uh, because it is Indigenous people, uh, Native American History Month, you know, to pick up these books of Indigenous people. And if you find this to be daunting, maybe you start with a children's book. Because there are some children's books, and that might get you started on a on a path. Excuse me. On a path, I'm gonna pour over this. Like this is, I'm taking this to bed, and I'm going to pour over this because I can tell you, it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous, 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 and. Uh, It, it would do it would do you wonders to sort of have some of this in your spirit to just say these words out loud 
I mean, it's just like, it's just paying homage. So if you have opportunity, you know, pick up this little beauty. Um, you know, when the light of the world was subdued, our voice, our songs came through. It's edited by uh, Joy Harjo with Leanne Howe, Jennifer Elise Forrester, and uh, and other contributing editors. So that's that's an absolute treasure. Uh, I ended up pick up post-colonial love poems by Natalie Diaz. And I, I, I dare say I don't know her either. But the title just jumped out at me because it's just post-colonial love poems. Like, I just love it. So, um, uh, I can tell you a little bit about her, I think. I think. Okay. So, Natalie Diaz uh, was born and raised in Fort Mojave Indian Village in Needles, California, on the banks of the Colorado River. She is a Mojave and an enrolled member of the Gila River Indian Tribe. Her first poetry collection, When My Brother Was an Aztec, won an American Book Award. She is a 2018 MacArthur Fellow, as well as a Lannan Literary Fellow, and uh, a Native Arts and Cultures Foundation Artist Fellow. She was awarded the Holmes National Poetry Prize and a Hotter Fellowship from Princeton University. She is a member of the Board of Trustees for the United States Artists, where she is an alumna of the Ford Fellowship. Diaz is the Maxine and Jonathan Marshall Chair in Modern and Contemporary Poetry at Arizona State University. So I had to pick this up because it just jumped at me. I don't know her. Um, and that's the joy of going to a bookstore and just saying, I'm going to discover. And so when I went on Small Business Saturday, I had already in my mind that I was going to focus on poetry. And they have a huge section on poetry. I think it's huge. And it's all black and brown indigenous people. So. Uh, and I just, I'm a pour over her book too. I was trying to find something that, that, that wasn't so long because it's all long, which is fine. Which is fine. Uh, sometimes you need to, a lot of words to say exactly what you want to say. Uh, and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, we'll start with post-colonial love songs, love poems. Post-colonial love poem by uh, Natalie Diaz. So this is the title of the book and this is the very first poem of the, of the book. I've been taught bloodstones can cure a snake bite can stop the bleeding. Most people forgot this when the war ended. The war ended depending on which war you mean. Those we started, before those, millennia ago, and onward. Those which started me, which I lost and won. Those ever-blooming wounds. I was built by wage, so I waged love and worse. Always another campaign to march across a desert night for the cannon flash of your pale skin settling in a silver lagoon of smoke at your breast. I dismount my dark horse, bend you to you there, deliver you the hard pull of all my thirst. I learn drink in a country of drought. We pleasure to hurt, leave marks, the size of stones, 
each a cabochon published, polished by our mouths. I, your lapidary, your lapidary wheel, turning green, mottled red, the jaspers of our desires. There are wildflowers in my desert, which take up to 20 years to bloom. The seeds sleep like golds beneath hot feldstar sand until a flash flood bolts the arroyo, lifting them in its copper current, opens them with memory. They remember what their God whispered into their ribs. Wake up and ache for your life. Where your hands have been are diamonds. On my shoulders, down my back, thighs. I am your culubra. I am in the dirt for you. Your hips are quartz, light, and dangerous. Two rose horn rams ascending a soft desert wash before the November sky untethers a hundred-year flood. The desert returns suddenly to its ancient sea. Arise the wild heliotrope, scorpion weed. Blue phacelia, which hold purple the way a throat can hold, the shape of any great hand. Great hands is what she called mine. The rain will eventually come, or not. Until then, we touch our bodies like wounds. The war never ended and somehow begins again. I really like her. <laughs> I like her. I like her. So this is my Indigenous American Heritage Poetry Month collection. And I'm pleased to have it. And then uh, Lucille Clifton, my love, and uh, and anything that you pick from her is going to be just uh, beautiful. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Miss Clifton. Uh, I think I can. Hmm. Yes. So, um, uh, Aracellus Gearmy is the editor of this book. Lucille Clifton, June 27th, 1936 to February 13, 2010. She died just before Valentine's Day. But you know what? To die in the month of February, the month of love and Black history. Um, Lucille Clifton was an award-winning poet, fiction writer, and author of children's books. Her poetry collection, Blessing the Boats, New and Selected Poems, 1988 to 2000, um, won the National Book Award for Poetry. In 1988, she became the only author to have two collections selected in the same year as finalists for the Pulitzer Prize, Good Woman, Poems in a Memoir, and Next, New Poems uh, in, for, the for the National Book Award. Among her many prize, uh, among her many awards and accolades are the Ruth Lilly Poetry Prize, the Frost Medal, and an Emmy Award. In 2013, her... Uh, uh, posthumously published collection, The Collected Poems of Lucille Clifton, 1965 to 2010, edited by Kevin Young and Michael Glazer, uh, was awarded the Hurston Wright Legacy Award for Poetry. So 
I'm a huge fan. So, um, so I appreciate that they edited this work and put this work out on her behalf. Uh, and it's good. So let me uh, let me just pick something. I have time. Well, home to my uterus. <laughs> you, uterus, you have been patient as a sock while I have slippered into you, my dead and living children. Now they want to cut you out. Stocking, I will not need where I'm going, where I'm going. Old girl, without you, uterus, my bloody print, my estrogen kitchen, my black bag of desire. Where can I go barefoot without you? Where can you go without me? That's woman stuff right there. Ha, note to myself. It's a black thing you wouldn't understand. T-shirt. Amira Baraka. I refuse to be judged by white men or defined. And I see that even the best believe they have the right. Believe that what they say I mean is what I mean. As if words only matter in the world they know. As if when I choose words, I must choose those that they can live with, even if something inside me cannot live. As if my story is so trivial, we can forget together. As if I'm not scarred. As if my family enemy does not look like them. As if I have not reached across our history to touch, to soothe one more than one occasion and will again, although merely human is denied me still. And I am not no longer beast, but saint. <sighs> yes. Yes. The death of Frank Clifton, November 10th, 1984, at age 49. I seem to be drawn to the center of myself leaving the edges of me in the hands of my wife. And I saw with the most amazing clarity so that I had not eyes, but sight. And rising and turning through my skin, there was all around, not the shapes of things, but oh, at last, the things themselves. <sighs> I like, I like, I like, I like, I like. So there's a lot going on in this book. And uh, uh, there's a lot going on. And I think, let me, let me, if I'm not mistaken, there's a poem here. Okay. Ah. I love, I love, I love. Um, I think if you if you ever wanted some poetry, um, uh, Lucille Clifton would be a good place to start for me. Um, I I just like the way she thinks. So this is from How to Carry Water, and then I'm gonna. I think I have a few minutes to go pick something from uh, 
from the uh, from the collected poems, because God knows it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it, it's a lot. And I love it. I love it. I'm just trying to sit through and uh, uh, sit through and see what catches my uh, catches my fancy. And this is probably one of my favorite favorite poems by Lucille Clifton. And I think people know this one a lot. Uh, homage to my hips. These hips are big hips. They need space to move around in. They don't fit into little petty places. These hips are free hips. They don't like to be held back. These hips have never been enslaved. They go where they want to go. They do what they want to do. These hips are mighty hips. These hips are magic hips. I have known them to put a spell on a man and spin him like a top. <laughs> I, I love that. That's some good black girl poetry right there. Some good black girl poetry. <laughs> oh, that's some good, 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 good poetry. And uh, I, I, I tell you, Nothing gets to the heart of things like poetry. And uh, I know I'm about to jump off, but I didn't want this. I, I just wanted to share some of these amazing uh, poems so that people have a sense of, first, the beauty of poetry, and that everyone should own a book or two of poetry. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone should own a, a book or so. So everyone should have a, a, a book of poetry, a couple of books of poetry that speak to them. I'm not telling anybody to go get Lucille Clifton, but I think that's a damn good place to start. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with one, and. Uh, and then I'll be on my way. I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, I've got uh, Ann Coates and uh, Nico Whedon. I can't wait to hear about this collaboration. You know, uh, I can't wait. So I'm just, uh, listen, you come to teach and to learn. You do not know another's lesson. Pay attention to what's inside yourself and watches you. You may sometime discover which when, which which. I love that. Love it. Uh, uh, so I, I'm a huge Lucille Clifton fan, so I'm about to jump off, but let me end with something else um wild blessings licked in the palm of my hand by an uninvited woman 
So I have held in that hand, the hand of a man who emptied into his daughter, the hand of a girl who threw herself from a tenement window, the trembling junkie hand of a priest, of a boy who shattered across Vietnam, someone resembling his mother and more and more. Do not ask me to think the tongue that circled my fingers or pride myself on the attentions of the holy lost. I am grateful for many blessings, but the gift of understanding, the wild one, maybe not. Maybe not. So, and that, my friends, is the poetry for today. Y'all have a good day out there. Be safe. Stay dry. Pay attention to the weather. And don't get in trouble. <laughs> don't, don't get in trouble. <laughs> and I'll, I'll see y'all tomorrow. All right, Nora. Thank you for riding shotgun. I'll see you tomorrow. Ride, ride, ride.